0: Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 234. O Master, let me walk with thee in lowly paths of service free. Tell me thy secret. Help me bear the strain of toil, the fret of care. Hymn number 234. Scriptural will be given by Nancy from New Jersey.
1: James, hearken, my beloved brethren. Hath not God chosen the poor of this world rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him? Revelation, be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. 1 Peter, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein ye greatly rejoice. So now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness. Through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls but the God of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you.
0: We will now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 325. Take up thy cross, the Savior said, if thou wouldst my disciple be. Thyself deny the world forsake and humbly follow after me hymn number 325 to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 AM with our roundtable discussion, where we discuss this week's lesson and other topics that need covering, and learn how to practice better this science discovered and founded by Mary Baker Eddy, Christian Science. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11, and that Sunday school is open to children everywhere. It has its own teleconference number, and many of our students who don't live in the area participate over the telephone. And This means that if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, you can call us, we'll give you the number, and we would love to welcome your children. To our Sunday School. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 815, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives transformed through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers. We are going to have another Bible study soon. Uh, our next Bible study session is scheduled for next Saturday, October 28, at 10 a.m. So check our website for the study questions, and please join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. You'll be very happy that you did. We have... I believe, 17 different websites in 17 different languages. And through those, the pure word of Christian science is reaching millions, billions, I guess, of people around the globe and in many cases in their own language. And everything that is available on our websites is the very finest Christian science literature there is. And everything is available on our website for free. You can read, download, print, listen to, and there is no charge for anything on any of our websites. Freely we have received, and freely we give. Our only desire is that the pure word of Christian science reach as many people as possible around the globe. And I'd like to point out one of the articles that's currently featured on our English website, uh, excerpt from an article entitled, Listening to God by Gilbert Carpenter. One of the skills that is absolutely essential is the skill of listening to God. It's a great article, short but really good. Recommend it highly. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from the chapter entitled Fruitage in the Christian Science textbook that shows the power of healing through the study and practice of Christian science and studying our textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. And that reading this morning will be given by Shahidat from Maryland.
3: On page 657, Severe Eye Trouble Overcome. After hearing Christian science lightly spoken of from a Christian pulpit, I decided to go to one of the services and hear from myself. From infancy, I have been devoted to my church and as soon as I was old enough, I was ever active in the work. feeling it to be my duty to attend every service held in my own church, I took advantage of the Wednesday evening meeting. My first visit was not my last. I am thankful to say, for I saw immediately that these people not only preached Christianity, but practiced and lived it. At that time, I was wearing glasses and had worn them for 16 years, At times, I suffered the most intense pain, and for this phase of the trouble, one specialist after another had been consulted. All gave me very much the same advice. Each one urged extreme carefulness and gave me glasses that seemed to relieve for a time. None of them held out any hope that my sight would ever return. None of them held out any hope that my sight would ever be restored, saying that. The defect has existed since infancy, and that in time I should be blind. The thought of blindness was very distressing to me, but I tried to bear it with Christian resignation. Since I thought that God had seen fit to afflict me, but since I have learned that he is a loving father who gives only good, I regret that I have ever charged him with such an affliction. I had no treatment, but I read Science and Health, and my eyes were healed, And glasses laid aside, I can never find words to express my thanks to our dear leader, through whose teachings my sight has been regained. I can truthfully say that whereas I was blind, now I see. Through an understanding of truth, I have found my sight perfect as God gave it. From Mrs. B. S. Wilmington, North Carolina.
0: The Bible and the Christian Science textbook are our only preachers. We shall now read scriptural texts and their correlative passages from our textbook. These comprise our sermon. The canonical writings, together with the word of our textbook, corroborating and explaining the Bible texts in their denominational spiritual import and application to all ages past, present, and future, constitute a sermon undivorced from truth, uncontaminated or fettered by human hypotheses, and authorized by Christ. And today's lesson sermon can be found on page eight of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Probation After Death. The golden text is from Revelation. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. The responsive reading is from Isaiah. O Lord, thou art my God. I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name. For thou hast been a strength to the poor, a strength
2: to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shadow from the heat, when the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall.
0: And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things, a feast of wines on the lees, of fat things full of marrow, of wines on the lees well refined. And he will destroy in In this mountain the face of the covering,
2: cast over all people and the veil that is spread
4: over all nations.
0: He will swallow up death in victory, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces, and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth. For the Lord hath spoken it.
2: And it shall be said in that day, day
5: Lo,
4: this is our God.
2: We have waited for him, and he
5: will save us.
0: Carol will now read.
6: I will read from the Bible. Revelation. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Isaiah. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Judgment also will I lay to the line, and righteousness to the plummet and the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies, and the waters shall overflow the hiding place. And your covenant with death shall be disannulled, and your agreement with hell shall not stand. Matthew. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. And behold, One came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, He went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone that hath forsaken houses or brethren or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. Luke. And he said also unto his disciples, There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, Have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now He is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot. Neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldst send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Ephesians. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you, that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ." James, my brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him.
0: I will now read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. Life is eternal. We should find this out and begin the demonstration thereof. Life and goodness are immortal. Let us then shape our views of existence into loveliness, freshness, and continuity, rather than into age and blight. God is the life or intelligence which forms and preserves the individuality and identity of animals as well as of men. God, the divine principle of man, and man in God's likeness are inseparable, harmonious, and eternal. The science of being furnishes the rule of perfection and brings immortality to light. God and man are not the same, but in the order of divine science, God and man coexist and are eternal. Being is holiness, harmony, immortality. It is already proved that a knowledge of this, even in small degree, Will uplift the physical and moral standard of mortals, will increase longevity, will purify and elevate character. Thus, progress will finally destroy all error and bring immortality to light. Progress is born of experience. It is the ripening of mortal man, through which the mortal is dropped for the immortal. Either here or hereafter, suffering or science must destroy all illusions regarding life and mind and regenerate material sense and self. The old man with his deeds must be put off. Nothing sensual or sinful is immortal. The death of a false material sense and of sin, not the death of organic matter, is what reveals man and life, harmonious, real, and eternal. The so-called pleasures and pains of matter perish, and they must go out under the blaze of truth, spiritual sense, and the actuality of being. Mortal belief must lose all satisfaction in error and sin in order to part with them. Whether mortals will learn this sooner or later, And how long they will suffer the pangs of destruction depends upon the tenacity of error. Be watchful, sober, and vigilant. The way is straight and narrow, which leads to the understanding that God is the only life. It is a warfare with the flesh. In which we must conquer sin, sickness, and death, either here or hereafter, certainly before we can reach the goal of spirit or life in God. Every step towards goodness is a departure from materiality and is a tendency towards God, spirit, Material theories partially paralyze this attraction towards infinite and eternal good by an opposite attraction towards the finite, temporary, and discordant. It is a sin to believe that aught can overpower omnipotent and eternal life, and this life must be brought to light by the understanding that there is no death, as well as by other graces of spirit. We must begin, however, with the more simple demonstrations of control, and the sooner we begin, the better. The final demonstration takes time for its accomplishment. When walking, We are guided by the eye. We look before our feet, and if we are wise, we look beyond a single step in the line of spiritual advancement. The fact that the Christ, or truth, overcame and still overcomes death proves the king of terrors to be but a mortal belief or error, which truth destroys with the spiritual evidences of life. And this shows that what appears to the senses to be death is but a mortal illusion, for to the real man and the real universe there is no death process. Jesus' unchanged physical condition after what seemed to be death was followed by his exaltation above all material conditions. And this exaltation explained his ascension and revealed unmistakably a probationary and progressive state beyond the grave. We have no right to say that life depends on matter now, but will not depend on it after death, We cannot spend our days here in ignorance of the science of life and expect to find beyond the grave a reward for this ignorance. Death will not make us harmonious and immortal as a recompense for ignorance. If here we give no heed to Christian science, which is spiritual and eternal, We shall not be ready for spiritual life hereafter. Self-abnegation, by which we lay down all for truth or Christ in our warfare against error, is a rule in Christian science. This rule clearly interprets God as divine principle, as life, represented by the Father, as truth represented by the Son, as love represented by the Mother. Every mortal at some period, here or hereafter, must grapple with and overcome the mortal belief in a power opposed to God. We know that all will be changed in the twinkling of an eye when the last trump shall sound. But this last call of wisdom cannot come till mortals have already yielded to each lesser call in the growth of Christian character. Universal salvation rests on progression and probation and is unattainable without them. Heaven is not a locality, but a divine state of mind in which all the manifestations of mind are harmonious and immortal, because sin is not there, and man is found having no righteousness of his own, but in possession of the mind of the Lord as the scripture says. During the sensual ages, absolute Christian science may not be achieved prior to the change called death, for we have not the power to demonstrate what we do not understand. But the human self must be evangelized. This task God demands us to accept lovingly today and to abandon so fast as practical the material and to work out the spiritual, which determines the outward and actual. Life is real and death is the illusion. A demonstration of the facts of soul in Jesus' way resolves the dark visions of material sense into harmony and immortality. Man's privilege at this supreme moment is to prove the words of our Master, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. To divest thought of false trusts and material evidences, in order that the spiritual facts of being may appear. This is the great attainment by means of which we shall sweep away the false and give place to the true. Thus we may establish in truth the temple or body whose builder and maker is God. We shall now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 306. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Shepherd, show me how to go o'er the hillside steep, how to gather, how to sow, how to feed thy sheep. I will listen for thy voice, lest my footsteps stray. I will follow and rejoice, All the Rugged Way, Hymn Number Three Hundred Six.
1: ever say
5: You have led me through the fire. And in the darkest nights, you are close like no other. I've known you as
1: a father.
0: Let's now sing hymn number 324. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days, let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. Hymn number 324.
4: textbook the scientific statement of being and the correlative passages from first John third chapter there is no life truth intelligence nor substance in matter all is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation for God is all in all spirit is immortal truth matter is mortal error Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. 1 John. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God, Isaiah, sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains. For the Lord hath comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. Amen.